welcome back Woo! to Hell's Podcast. How you doing, Christine? I'm good. That uh, I'm excited to cover this episode. It was a refreshing change of pace from the episode before it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're bi- if you're binge watch binge listening to Hell's Podcast and you just finished the last one. Yeah, that one's good. That one was a downer. This this one, uh, I enjoyed. I did too. Yeah, it was a good one. Uh, because I really like these two. I do too. Owners. Yeah, they're really fun. Uh, misguided at times. We'll talk about that. Defo. But um, they're wonderful people. I really uh, hope that they're doing well. Because, Me too. Uh, this they're is, great. It's a very uplifting. Yes, it was. Yeah, this episode. was. I wrote uplifting at the end. It was great. <laughs> well, I spoiled it because it yeah. was uplifting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, today, so we are uh, still in Kitchen Nightmares, uh, the 2023 season, whatever you want to call it, season eight, I guess. Uh, what is this, episode seven? Do you know? Yes, it okay. was episode seven. This is episode seven of this current season, the ongoing season of Kitchen Nightmares. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, Gordon went to Yonkers, New York, uh, to a family run Puerto Rican restaurant called El Cantito. Yeah. El Cantito Cafe. Cafe. I don't think they put the cafe in the, the episode title, but it was, it is part of the name. I see. Okay. Yes. Um, and this is run by Julio. Yes. Male, age 47. And Debbie, his sister, age Mm -hmm. 52. Yes. And, and that's it. That's it. Night. That's the whole episode. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they basically they wanted to make this place based on sort of their grandma's recipes. Um, Debbie retired in 2017 and then they got this restaurant and she put her life savings in it. And the restaurant opened on March 10th, 2020. <laughs> Yeah, and they had a really great five days. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. And then, you know, <laughs> then the world ended. Then yeah, then that was the end of it. So if you don't recall, maybe you're listening to this in the far future, and you were too young for this, or weren't alive yet. Maybe uh, the whole thing called COVID nineteen happened at the beginning of twenty twenty, uh, where well, it started globally in late 2019 it hit the united states in earnest in early 2020 and the world kind of shut down for a good year and a half yeah go anywhere or do anything really well if you're responsible you didn't some people yeah (laughs) some people still did some really irresponsible people still did and posted facebook pictures like everything is normal yeah it's great then we're like oh weird my uncle just died what 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 happened (laughs) so strange um but uh, and many people had to work during it, of course. No, uh, yeah, it, it was a tough time. A lot of people had to make a lot of tough decisions for a lot of awful reasons. Yeah, uh, I'm just yeah. I I will always be um, dumbfounded by the people who just treated it like it wasn't a big deal. And yeah, me too. Still, still, many people do. Still do, and still get it because they don't bother to get vaccinated. So <sighs> it's amazing. But that's a whole other podcast. Um, <laughs> Uh, they opened March 10th, 2020. I, so, I mean, I don't know what the timeline is for opening a restaurant. Like, I'm sure it's a process. But, like, at the same time, like, by early March of 2020, 
Mm-hmm. Like, it was clear something was happening. That's true. Yeah. So, I don't know. At I what mean, point it, did we think it would be a two-week shutdown, though, right? Because that was there was definitely a period where it was like, something big's happening, but maybe it'll be a two-week shutdown of the country, which was unthinkable at the time. Right. Right. And then it was months and then year plus. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's... This might be an unfair thing. It was just the, the first thing that popped in my head was, well, I mean, you know, January and February, we knew it was coming. That's true. We were aware that it And they existed. were in New York, which was the first oh, I place forgot. in the country to get hit hard. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's a really good point. Like, Yeah, like, like maybe wait. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's just what I'm saying now in 2023 is the benefit of hindsight. Yeah. So I'm. I'm not saying I'm criticizing that. I just. I'm just like. Mm, like that. It. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I guess at that point, you know. Yeah. Maybe like they're saying, I yeah. feel like it's like at that point, the money's already in there. It's yeah. like, yeah. I'm also curious about the timing. Like, if she retired in 2017, and then they, you know, they started this, you know, 2020. Maybe they started as, you know, in 2019 sometime, but. Was she just retired, retired? Were they building towards it? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, we didn't get a ton of detail about that timeline again. <laughs> like, the, like, how did we get this place? Like, yeah. yeah interesting. Yeah. Um, so, just questions in my mind, but, you know, I'm just curious. Um, we meet the sous chef, Chef E. Mm-hmm. And they make it clear that they're understaffed. Julio says he... Cooks, cleans, washes dishes, you know, whatever needs to be done. He shops. He, yeah. Um, he says that they had a broken fridge and like a salad trough. Yeah, it's like the make line. I, right. I call it a make oh, line. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Right, yeah. where it's like it has some cold storage, but also you can grab the food and actually make it. But the things that are being stored are still at, at a temperature. Right. There's cold storage underneath. Like, to me, it's a pizza make line. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, so that's broken. The fridge is broken, and the air conditioning is broken. Yeah. <laughs> so nothing anywhere can be kept cold. Yeah, and this is the summer of this year. Yeah. So. Yikes. Yikes. Um, so, you know, we see typical stuff at the beginning. You know, food's getting sent back. It's too salty. Um. I guess, the, I think the sister says he doesn't talk when he gets stressed. So Julio's the chef. Debbie does front of house. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, and Debbie says she had to get a second job to supplement. Yeah. Since they're losing money at this restaurant. And she does, I know she says later, she does everything too. Like they both, you know, they do whatever needs to be done. They're owners, managers, chefs. Yeah. Everything above, you know. The bottom tier is them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, they, I, I have no doubt that they're they're doing their best. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah they're working their asses off. Yeah. Um, yeah, lots of food complaints that we see that's like too much oil, uh, the beef is too dry, one is too much salt. I feel like one is bland. I can't remember. Maybe that was just when Gordon got there. Yeah. But, Yeah. Should we jump to Gordon getting there? Do you have anything That's else? all I have next is, right, cool. yeah. 
Gordon, Gordon arrives. Yeah, he says the interior is dreary. And the, when he said that, I did notice it. It's gray. Yeah, even the outside, and this isn't their fault as much, because, but it just looks like they're in like a rundown like strip, strip mall. mall. Yeah, I didn't see that till later, but it was like, oh no. Yeah, like, the outside does not look good. That's no, not their fault. Not but at I, all. You know, I. It, it doesn't. It, I, it does not look promising for what's going to happen when you walk inside. No, not at all. Yeah. And yeah, it's like very gray and boring. Yeah, on the, the walls are just gray, and for Puerto Rican, you think tropical, yeah. like festive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the walls are gray. There's like, there's like, right where you walk in, there's like a couple of. Like, parts of the paint where it looks like maybe something was taped there and pulled off because it's not gray. It just looks like, you know. I didn't even notice something that. Was, you know, something was on the wall and pulled off the wall. So, oh, no. Yeah, just dreary. Yikes. Yeah. Um, oh, Debbie tells Gordon that uh, before he gets his food, she tells him that Julio was a general manager before. He's never been a chef. He's never been a chef. He just grew up cooking and really enjoying it and being good at it, you know? Yeah. So this is, this is, I guess, yeah, I'll just say now we'll get to, I think, my takeaway from this. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it down later. Where did I write it? Uh, there is a big difference between, b- between being a great home cook and a chef. I was thinking that, too. Uh, and I think we just see that throughout. He, I'm sure he loves cooking for his friends. Oh, absolutely. And he's probably very good at it. Yeah. But he didn't realize that that has, that is at the very beginning of being a chef. It's a completely different thing. Yeah. Like there's so many other skill sets you need to be a chef. Yeah. That you don't need to be a home cook. And I think that's, we see that throughout is. Definitely. He does not have a handle on many of those, those things. Those skills are not. Yeah. 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 That's, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, so Gordon gets some food. He gets empanadas, which are greasy and bland. Oops. He gets a bacalito. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Yeah, I was not familiar with this. Some sort of fish fritter, fried fish fritter appetizer. Huh. Yeah. And he says that's greasy. Yeah. Um, he gets a ceviche, which I thought was pretty. Uh, it's got the shrimp kind of in like a goblety thing on top of what looks like maybe guacamole or just something green. Um, but he said the well, shrimp... It would be avocado for that, That right? would make sense. Yeah, yeah. for ceviche, yeah. yeah. Okay. So he says that the uh, shrimp are watery and taste frozen. He says that their coloring is weird. It didn't look weird to me, but I've had a lot of frozen shrimp in my life. So I don't know. <laughs> it might be that he knows the difference between what actual fresh shrimp look like compared to frozen, and I don't. What? So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, he also talks to the other, to some of the other customers. Well, let me say this first. Oh, sorry. This, no, you're fine. But this kind of prefaces this next conversation because at the beginning, uh, he asked the server how you, how he would rate the food from one to 10 and the server says 10. Yeah. The server loves the food. There. Yeah. So then we get to, he, he's not enjoyed the food. Then he starts asking the customers next to him. Yeah, so he asks the customers next to them, and uh, they say their rice isn't very good. Puerto His Rico. grandmother is from Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah, okay. The but, person at the next table. Right. Okay. But, like, they would know if it's the way it's supposed to be. Right. Right. So when Justin, the server, comes back, 
Gordon tells him that they had this conversation, and Justin says, maybe they just have a different preference. Oh! (laughs) I prefer a gun. Yeah. Well, and the guy's right there. Like, he was literally right there, so it was very awkward. Yeah. Yeah. That's... And this is all we get of this server, really. I mean, we see him a couple more times, but this is all we really get of him, so I was just... Like, yeah, I mean... Because this, this can't be the first time there's been complaints. Yeah. So the fact that he's just, you know, head stuck in the sand defensive about so the food is very that. strange. Yeah. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. yeah. So the snapper. Yeah. So then he gets the snapper, which is like a whole fish, um, which in some way is like impressive looking. But mm-hmm. I mean, I would feel weird eating something with the face that prominent, generally speaking, depending <laughs> on the situation. It, it's smiling at me. I know. Like, its eyes are fried. Um, <laughs> it just doesn't look right to have coating like that over eyes. <laughs> makes me really uncomfortable. So um, it's overcooked and dry. And I guess he makes it sound like the esophagus is still on it. Like... But he basically no, says, like... No, no. It was confusing the way he said it. Okay. I was so confused. Oh, there, is he saying it would hurt his esophagus because right. it's he bones? Was, there was some sort of, yeah, bones or I or see. scales or something protruding from, like, the spine of the fish. Okay. So I guess bones, maybe. I don't know. Okay. And he, yeah, the, uh, it was confusing the way he phrased it. But yeah. it took me a second, but I realized that's what he was saying. He was saying if he ate that, then, yeah, he would be coughing up blood because he would right yeah because yeah so i don't know i i don't know how authentic puerto rican fish is or or caribbean fish in general i know whole fish is a thing in other yeah certainly yeah that that's that's not abnormal i don't know like how much scaling and deboning is supposed to happen before that, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but if there are so many dangerous things in a fish, there should at least be a fucking warning. Yeah, that's uh, true. Because fish, yeah, I mean, fi- I mean, any fish you get, you any have to fresh be so fish careful. You, get, you have to be careful with it. Yeah. So when you add the fact that that you're serving it in that manner, then yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I'd be very concerned to order that. Yeah, that would be scary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, you know, with our daughter, when when we eat fish, I'm like, you know, watch out. <laughs> there might yeah. be teeny tiny bones. Yeah, you well, you mama bird it. You chew it up and then spit it in her mouth. <laughs> yes, some may say that is extreme. definitely true. You know, <laughs> that's some, not true. Some may say very extreme. <laughs> I say it's good eating. <laughs> Come here, I'm gonna mama bird you. <laughs> uh, like that SNL sketch. We're oh, yeah. kidding. I don't do that. Yeah, that's a joke. Don't call whoever you would call. <laughs> the mama bird patrol. The mama bird patrol. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So so then we do get an an issue. Yeah. Food. <laughs> it's fun. So. When you're overwhelmed in the kitchen because you're a home cook and not a chef, then you miss some things like temperatures and cooking times and just quality of the cuts that go out. And 
he sent out raw chicken to at least one person on this occasion. Yeah, so, raw bloody chicken. Raw, well, yeah, not just not just like a little pink. Yeah, which is still bad for chicken. Yeah, there was blood. It was gross. Like it wasn't even close. Yeah, it was real bad. And someone ate it and ended up throwing up in the bathroom. Uh, now I think I think we both noticed this. To their credit, the sign on the bathroom said all gender bathroom. So that was awesome. That is good for you. Yeah, good for them. Good for them. Yeah. The throwing up in the bathroom. That part we could work on. Bad for them. That's bad. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, compliment sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> and the other bread on the sandwich is um, uh, Julio seems really cool. Like yeah. a really fun guy. There you go. There you go. Um, so, yeah. So he's throwing up and they're apologetic. And then, like, Gordon says he needed to just get everyone out of here. Yeah, so he, like, kind of, yeah, he shuts it down, kind of. Yeah. He's like, okay, let's shut it down. Yeah, but again, this is, we talked about how this season, like, the restaurant was already shut down for reals. Right. So these are invited guests. Yeah, it's not, like, actual customers. They probably knew this guy. Yeah. So it's like, "Ah, that's just Felipe. He'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) He's just an extra. He's not a human. (laughs) Uh, So... uh, so, yeah, hopefully he was okay. Hopefully. Um, uh, but Maybe on their waiver, you know, they said something. <laughs> yeah, possibly. If you die from the food. Yeah, it's your own fault. Um, so, so yeah, they, they ended lunch, as such as it was. Uh, and then we come back from commercial, because we're left on this as a cliffhanger, like, maybe he's dead. Who knows? <laughs> And we come back, and uh, Debbie's like, yeah, that's happened a few times. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. So this is what the server was fighting for, which, again, Yeah, like, it's a 10. <laughs> okay, dude. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, like. Maybe there's a romance going on behind the scenes. Maybe. You know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, him kissing on that fish. What? No. Well, the fish is a whole fish. Maybe he's just back there going. Oh, we'll kiss a little fish. Little fishy kisses. Little we'll kiss, <laughs> fishy kisses. Yeah. I don't even like the. I, I don't even know how to feel. Uh. So yeah, it's happened a few times. Uh. We learn that the recipes are not written down. Mm. They're just all from his memory. <sighs> which. We, have we talked on, I'm sure we've we've talked on Chrome Shoes about human memory and how fallible it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he's remembering what his grandmother taught him however long ago, like yeah. probably 30 years. Yeah. Um, and it, trying to apply that consistently to yeah. many diners. And again, there's such a big difference between home cooking and, and, and cooking at this level, yeah. at this volume. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah, like, and ugh. like, no, you know, not not all grandma's techniques are going to be sustainable, right? You know, at that level, or appropriate for a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's just so different. Um. Uh, one of them said we don't have the proper personnel, which I mean, yeah, but it's <laughs> it's also just you know. You're not you're not fixing things that need to be fixed. You're not. Yeah. You, you you don't have the foundation. Neither of them have the foundation to be doing this. 
We, yeah. I, I'll just say it now because I'm getting ahead of it. But we find out really close to the end of the episode. Or no, maybe it's during the next service. No, I, I think know. it's in the next service. But yeah, so we'll find out in a bit that she has zero restaurant experience. Yeah. So, and he's never been a chef. So, so that's I mean, not a good... between the two of them, they're completely out of their depth as yeah. far as doing this. Yeah, like, lots... Well, it, it's great to have dreams. Yeah. But this is... Get yourself a little bit of a foundation before you buy the dream. Right, right, yeah. You, yeah. I mean, You're setting yourselves up to fail here. Yeah, yeah. Like, if if this was her dream, was to help his her brother do this, then in, in that interregnum from when she retired to when they opened the restaurant, could she not have tried to, like, apprentice somewhere? Yeah. Like, learn front, you know, learn front of house operations? Yeah. You know, um... And instead Something. of putting your life savings into yeah. a restaurant, put a little bit of it into sending him to culinary school. Yeah. Or she could have gone in that time or gone to hospitality school. Oh, yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. Um, there are program certifications you can do that, oh, that definitely. aren't full four-year things. You right. Know? So, yeah. Um, you, yeah, it's great to have dreams. You have to temper that with reality of, of what it takes to make those happen. And, yeah, and put yourself in the best possible position you can. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I just wrote it. They both do everything. Like they're both just so overwhelmed. They're so tired. And I get that, but they're, you know, they're working harder, not smarter. Right? Yes. A hundred percent. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gordon says the food is missing. Love. 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 Really good service. Yeah. So the next day. Oh, one thing I noticed the next day before. I mean, okay. The cameras are on. But before Gordon is there in the building, they have a staff meeting. Okay. So that's cool. They're communicating, not necessarily just because they were forced to. So, like, we don't often see staff meetings without Gordon on the show. <laughs> I agree. And, yeah, I, I think it points to uh, they've got the right ideas. Like, they're not. Yes. They're not. They're, they're, they're kind to their staff. Yeah. And they care about the guest experience. Yeah. They want it to be really good. They just don't know how. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> uh, Gordon goes back into the kitchen and notices how like tight and cramped it is. Um, but there actually is more room. But Julio moved the shelves forward like, I don't know. Six inches or something like that. I think more than that. Maybe it was more a like a foot. Amount. Yeah, I was gonna say a foot to a foot and a half. Oh my god! Yeah. So he moved them so all those, forward. Those make lines—they're pulled out away from the wall, narrowing the entire kitchen. Where you're like just bumping into each other the whole time. Yeah, and it's so funny because in the last episode and in several you know episodes we see Gordon like, oh man, you have so little space. This kitchen, and we see later, has space. He takes it away. Yeah, he took Julio, Julio took, took away, away his own space. Yeah, because he didn't like walking from one side to the other. Which, as the laziest person I know, that's me. <laughs> that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, <laughs> but again, he's so used to a home kitchen. Oh, you're right. That's why, because I was like, I mean, because a chef, like you're bouncing back and forth all day, baby. Yeah, you know, like you're all over that kitchen, yeah. so. That's true. He's a home chef, so it's uh, he's a home cook. So, yeah. yeah, you're right. That's why. Um, also, uh, the kitchen is generally silent. Yeah. 
also like a home cook. A home cook doesn't have to shout <laughs> out what they're making, yep. you know, what step they're on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, oh, yeah, this is when Debbie says, uh, because Gordon notices that somebody gets food that's greasy. Yeah, well, yeah, Gordon Gordon gives them an napkin so so this this customer can do what we do with our pizza, which is blot it down. Yeah, <laughs> you got get a pepperoni pizza. You got to put some napkins on it. Yeah. get all the grease off. Then you can eat it. It's then eat it. Then yeah. it's fit for human consumption. Yeah, but uh, you know you don't want to have to do that with your fritters at a restaurant. At a restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's when Debbie says, "I've never worked in a restaurant, so I wouldn't even know." Oh, oh no. Yeah, um, yeah. Someone says the chicken chunks had bone in it. They weren't very good. Greasy fritters. Yeah. Ugh. Julio defrosts the frozen shrimp with hot water. Oh. So basically, Gordon says what it's doing is it absorbs the water and loses the flavor. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, I didn't know that. I, I think I've only ever defrosted shrimp in the fridge, so I don't know. Yeah. Because well, I had time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you're never supposed to do a quick thaw on anything. Right. Like that's bad food handling practices so, right yeah um and then we have a special guest yay yay so yeah tell them about tell them about the show i think we mentioned yeah because this is the second time this season he's brought on someone from next level chef next level chef one of his current shows yes one of his many current one shows of his many current shows yeah um and it's uh a show with him and richard blaze who we love and naisha errington mm -hmm. and uh basically they each make sort of a team of chefs of like 10 chefs each something like that or i don't know eight <laughs> numbers six. are hard six. okay i was close and they each make a team of six chefs. That makes more sense. You thought there were 30, 30. people? <laughs> well, as soon as I said it, to be fair, I did have second thoughts. But it was too late at that point. <laughs> it had already come out of your mouth. It had already come out of my stupid face. <laughs> Where so. did the craziest ideas escape from? <laughs> it's like an escape room for crazy thoughts in there. <laughs> Um, and they're always getting out. It's not run very well. Um, what were we talking about? So anyway, next level chef, there's like three levels. There's like a janky basement and then a middle level that's like fine kitchen. And then the top level is like a really good kitchen. Anyway, it's a really good show, and the chefs compete. <laughs> I feel like you've lost other. yourself in this description somewhere. Okay, I have ADHD, and no one should ever have me describe anything, unless you want a long, uh, poetic, <laughs> meandering, stream of consciousness sort of deal. That's on you. All right. It's a reality cooking competition hosted by Gordon Ramsay. With Richard Blaze. <laughs> the yes. main thing I wanted to get across was the Richard Blaze part. Oh, well, then you buried the Blaze. Oh, shit. Sorry. Sorry, Richard Blaze. We do know what I call him Ricky. We're best friends. Uh, so, yeah. So, this last season of it, one of the contestants, one of our favorite contestants. Yeah, she she's was fantastic. Her name is Omi, and she is Puerto Rican. Yes, so perfect. So he brought her in. And she's secret. so wonderful. Yeah, she is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, yeah, great cook, great person. And uh, so she came in as a secret shopper. You know what just occurred to me? What? 
Was she wearing the exact same disguise that Mary wears in one episode of 24 Hours to Hell and Back? I think it's like that long wig and the glasses. It's like the same look if it's not the exact same disguise. <laughs> I... <laughs> I don't know if it's the exact same wig. I'm sure Fox has a it's lot of a wigs. It's a similar look. That's all Maybe. I'm saying. But I mean, you know, those are... Those... I think Gordon only has one wig and he carries it with him for any woman that needs to dress up as someone else. He's always got it ready to go in his glove compartment. In his glove compartment. In case he or anyone needs it. He's like, here, put this on. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, if you need quick and easy disguise... For brunettes, then you're going to give them a blonde wig. And glasses. And glasses. Yeah. If they don't already wear glasses. Yeah. I mean, so I, I, I don't, I don't think it was like, huh, what, what disguise <laughs> do we, have we heard of before? Or what disguises are, are in the Ramsey oeuvre of disguises? I guess you're right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true, I guess. <laughs> you really thought you would... You found something like a big yeah, uh, like I'm <laughs> unraveling the tapestry string by string. Uh-huh, uh-huh. See, poetic. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, Omi Hopper is on it. Uh huh. And uh, last, what's her last name? Hopper. Hopper. That's oh, what I wrote down. All right. so probably I'll take a word for it. Um. Oh, and then. Gordon notices in the kitchen that there is tons of oil in the oil trap, running down to the floor and making it slippery. Oh! So everything's a tinderbox. It's about to blow. Yeah, and I also notice, as you know, as we were talking, we've talked several times now about how like the fried foods taste really greasy. I feel like, yeah, aside from like they're not cleaning the grease traps, which is bad enough, I feel like the oil in the fryer is very dark. Oh. So I don't think they're changing it enough. Oh, okay. I think they're using the same oil over and over again, and that's Ew. why it has that, like... It's, like, clinging to it. Y- yeah, like, the, yeah, that, that just, like, almost sourish flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yucky. I think that's where we're getting some of this, too. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, they would feel like they didn't have time, probably, because right. they're... You he's know. he's so overwhelmed. He's, he's just so stressed. He's just over his head. Yeah. So he's letting things get bad. Yeah. And he knows it. But he knows it. I, you know, I think he also, there's some depression issues here. Probably. It, it, yeah, it may not be a lifelong thing. It may just be coming on because of this. But it, it, the, the, the giving up on maintaining these things that he knows he should be maintaining is a sign of depression. That's a really good, yeah, because, like, I think they, he and Debbie both keep describing it as, like, he's so tired, he's so overwhelmed. Like, it's not just a physical exhaustion. Like, we're talking about, like, you can see that there is emotional exhaustion. And that's, yeah, you're right. That's a really good point. Okay. (laughs) So next. He goes um, down to the basement. Gordon goes down to the basement. Uh, So anytime there's a walk-in fridge and it's downstairs, it's going to be bad. (laughs) Get ready. It's a fucking horror movie. Yeah. Don't go down to the basement, Gordon. Don't do it. But he does it. Damn it. <gasps> and he finds lemons. And it's like, yeah, I was confused at first that he described it later that it's like there are fresh lemons in there. 
And then there are super disgusting old moldy lemons at the bottom under the fresh lemons. The old lemons look so bad. I thought he was holding a lime. Yeah, it doesn't look like a lemon. It looks, shr- it's like shrunken and It looks and like moldy. a shrunken lime. Yeah, it's, it's so bad. Then he like pats it and it's like dust and like mold coming off of it. It's so gross. It's so gross. Like I, I legit thought, why are the lemons and limes mixed up? It's really that's how bad really it is. bad. So yeah. we'll put this on the tracker for uh, touching gross things. So that's and that six. takes us up to six. Yeah. Yeah. That's our I highest think, tracker. That is our highest tracker. I think that's the only tracker we're gonna hit in this episode. I believe you're right, yeah. Yes. Um, it's so gross. Uh let's see. There is some there are some like burnt like freezer not burnt, freezer burnt like ribs it looks like yeah in the freezer um there's like i i didn't really see how it was stacked but there's like chicken above plantains yeah in the fridge which if you've done food service you know that that's incorrect right all raw meat stored at the bottom you don't ever store raw meat on top of basically anything else yeah yeah and we've talked about we've covered that yeah we've talked about it um and then there's like oh god then upstairs there's ham that's gone bad and it's gray gray ham it's so gross oh ham's cheap like yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah they got some oscar meyer yeah yikes it's rough um so he shuts it down. Shut it down. So they shut it down. So then Gordon talks to Debbie and Julio. Yeah. And he says that he had Omi come in. Omi. Undercover. So um, she comes in and talks to them and just says uh, how sad it was that it was like greasy. And she says, like, if somebody tries this and this is their first time trying Puerto Rican food, do you think they're going to come back to Puerto Rican food? Yeah. And it was really sad because it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's a good point that, like, if you try a certain cuisine for the first time and it's this, yeah. then you're probably not going to want to try it again. Yeah. And she says it, like, with so much love because she's oh, like. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't. Yeah. She's like, this is our food, you know? Yeah. Like, she's like, she's like, I'm in this with you, you know? Yeah. Like, and, uh, so it's very, um, uh, but, but she also feels passionately about, and it's as, uh, is understandable. Like, you know, anyone who rep- represents the culture has to represent the culture. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, yeah. Um, I love the way she's, yeah. Cause she's like, we have to have these incredibly high standards for our food. Yeah. Um, seeing her in that context was very different because on next level chef she just comes off as so fun and bubbly and incredibly talented like brilliant and you never really see her have to be hard on anybody so like seeing this was like it it was it gave me a a whole nother reason to just adore her that she did this in such a loving respectful way yeah um like I, I just, I was, she is a really cool person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like the, the idea of being able to give someone basically, you know, constructive criticism that could come across as an insult, but in such a warm way. Right. I love that. I yeah. really admire that. Yeah. 
Um, so Gordon basically says, you know, you got to bring some passion to this, Julio. Like, we're not going to, this isn't going to work if you just have no fire. Yeah. So, uh, and he tells him, you know, he should appreciate Debbie. Yeah. Uh, because she's put her life savings into this. Um, so then after Gordon leaves, Julio tells Debbie how much he appreciates her and they have a really big hug and it's so sweet. I really like them. I do too. They're yeah. like so likable. They have just a really nice talk and it's just clear like they're, they're both coming from the right place of trying to be, you know, loving and honest. And, yes. And yeah, I mean, they, they seem like wonderful people. They just really got into, again, they just, you know, like in others, like they just got into something they shouldn't have got into the way they did. Yeah. You know, um, they just weren't ready. They were not ready for this. Um, and uh, I hope they can turn that around. Yeah. Um, but then it's time for restaurant renovation. Yeah. This is a big one. Yeah. It looks so different. And it needed it. Um, so, yeah, the, uh, the walls are now, like, white with, like, a blue pattern. And then there's, like, this big blue trim. Then they also have the whole section in the front, which is, like, kind of the bar. Not kind of, it is the bar, <laughs> um, is like tropical, like vibrant, like green. And I think it's depicting an actual place in Puerto Rico. Um, Probably. They made it sound yeah. like it. So uh, it's very cool. Um, and then uh, they have a picture of their mom on the wall and they say that'll help them, you know, like be inspired. And I love what Debbie says, and I'm paraphrasing because I didn't write it down exactly. But Debbie says when she looks at her mom, her mom is telling her, you got this. And when Julio looks at her mom, their mom is telling him, you better get to work or something <laughs> like, you know, like you better get it together. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Um, but I love that. Um and uh let's see so yeah they had that picture up and uh then they look at the kitchen and there's space again and they have working things yeah it's things a great that kitchen. work yeah. yeah uh and then there's a of course there's a new menu and they're going from their mom's recipes and they are written down yeah there are recipes written down. Yeah, which is interesting. So this was not a new menu, per se. This was, I think, a cleaned up menu. Yeah, like, yeah, it seemed like they tried to keep a lot of the same stuff. That's yeah. true. And, and maybe instead of fixing the recipes, he's fixing techniques, right? Right. You know, because Grandma probably didn't serve oily fritters, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? So maybe help him make sure that, you know... The, the right standards are in place and techniques are in place so that he can execute those flavors correctly. Yeah. So, because uh, normally he just revamps whole menus, right? That's true. So this is a different. This is a more of a, yeah, like a zhuzhing. <laughs> yeah, he zhuzhed it. Um, and then he does, uh, this is great. Then for Julio and E, he does a crash course in the culinary arts. Yes. Teaches them how to, like, break down a chicken properly and, like, just all of... I mean, that's really what we see. But, like, there's, you know, he's teaching them all of those things that, like... Yeah, I got the sense it wasn't just that, hopefully. It's all it was... the basics that a chef learns. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. No, I think there was a lot more to it. It's just that's the only thing that we really got to see a bit of. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, hopefully, because he definitely... Especially the frying... 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hope they went over frying. Since there was so much oil and it was an issue for everyone, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure they went over that. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I yeah, I didn't take more notes because it's just, it's, <laughs> it's same old, same old. It's just, you know. It's, yeah, at this point, I hardly write anything after the Renault. Yeah. Like, um. What you got? Which is power through. Omi comes back. Yeah. Everything is great. <laughs> what? Then. And then it's not. Uh, then people are missing things with their, <laughs> then it's not. Um, missing things with their food. Uh, Gordon says about Julio, he is the fucking wet lettuce man. (laughs) Or he's the fucking wet lettuce man. Man? No. I don't know what fucking wet lettuce man means. Let's look it up. It sounds like something from Yellow Submarine or something. (laughs) To the fucking wet lettuce man. Wet lettuce, this is Urban Dictionary, someone who is a wuss, cries a lot, really sensitive, and just a pussy in general. Oh, I don't get that. Real emotional and never takes risks, always quiet. Mm -hmm. I'm just reading Urban Dictionary. I'm not saying I agree with any of that. Oh, yeah, no, obviously. Yes, of course. I don't know if that's what Gordon had in his mind. I don't know. I've never heard that term. It doesn't sound like how you would describe this. No. So maybe Gordon doesn't know what it means. <laughs> I think it's from a Beatles song. <laughs> there you go. Um, so Julio is getting overwhelmed uh, and he's, you know, quiet. So Gordon basically helps him calm down. He's like, okay, just take a minute and chill. Let's talk about, you know, what, what we're going to do next, like what the next step is. Um. And Julio says that, like, it worked, you know, and that he was able to get back into his rhythm after Gordon kind of just helped him reappraise where they're at, reassess where they're at. Um, And uh, that's what I wrote. This is a feel-good episode. Yeah. Like, this is like, yeah, it worked. That's great. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... There's hardly any episode as cut and dry, hey, it worked, as this one. Yeah. Uh, it was really great. It was really great after the last harrowing episode. Yeah. Um, it's Isn't it nice for us that we get to jump in and out of people's lives like that? And just, you know, like it's, like it's easy for me to say, oh, it's great now. Like, I mean, sorry. That's Tess! Not, I know, it's not what it's like for Tess, but um, so, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so then you do the two months later, and guess what? Everything's great. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Hi, folks. It's Christine, your co-host, just dropping in to let you know what's going on with Power Team Studios right now. We just came out with a brand new podcast. It's called Bitch Yes, your favorite AITA podcast. If you don't already know, AITA stands for Am I the A-Hole? It is a series um, of Reddit posts. And we are also looking for submissions from our listeners. So if you have any Am I the A-Hole questions for us, we would love to answer those for you. You can email us at your favorite AITA at gmail.com 
gmail.com. So we also have our other podcasts. We still have Crumb Shoes, the Crime Scene Kitchen podcast. So we have finished covering season two and we've just gone monthly. We're going to be reviewing season one episodes and we might have some extra special guests along the way. Who knows? Then uh, we have also got the Power Team Trivia podcast. So we're even doing an end of year tournament with that one right now to determine the trivia champions of the year. So you got to tune into that to hear who's going to win. I don't know. Then also we have a couple of web series. And here's our six-year-old daughter, Bonka, to tell you all about her YouTube channel, Club Bonka. That's C-L-U-B-B-A-N-C-A. Take it away, Bonka. So my Bonka Club channel has lots of fun things. We do lots of fun things in it. And I'm thinking of planning, like, bluey mistakes. And that's going to be, like, mistakes that the people that made bluey made. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty great. Then we also have my web series, which is called Welcome to Mermaid Coffee. It is a stop-motion web series using dolls to tell the stories of uh, what it's like to be a barista with a full voice cast. So be sure to check those out, and uh, we'll see you on the flip side. Uh, scales? Scales. Let's do some scales. So yeah. the um, sincerity and... The sense and sensibility of the turnaround. The sense and sensibility of the turnaround. Okay. One is good. Ten is bad. Yeah. Ten is they're not going to fix themselves ever. Um, yeah. I've got my number ready. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Give me one second. Okay. Um, all right. Go ahead. One. Wow. I think this is as clear cut as it will ever, ever be. Okay. Like, it's like, yeah, they like, they knew they had a problem before he got there, but they didn't know how to fix it. He helped them figure out how to fix it and they fixed it. I'm not saying that that makes it easy, like that that's going to make their job easy. But I think that, I think that it really did help bring back not just Julio's, more Julio's sense of, confidence that he can do it you know like his belief in his own capabilities so i feel really good about their chances in the last couple of weeks we have evolved this scale from just sincerity of the turnaround Uh to the also incorporating the capability of it right yes uh so if we were still just talking about just sincerity alone i would be with you at a one Uh uh-huh but one weekend at Gordy's. <laughs> One weekend at Gordy's makes the. Uh, is oh, though extremely helpful. Uh huh. Um, is that going to give them enough of the foundation of of how to do this, the really do this day in and day out that y- you need? You know the the. The management, the the wherewithal, the being able to you know multitask and do so many things, and the lead, and um, you know make sure those FIFO standards are set and, and all that. Um, make sure you know how to deal with guest issues when they arise. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I, I'm very concerned that those aren't things you can't just learn in a, in a in a hot July hot June weekend. <laughs> 
In the New York Minute. The New York, yeah. New Yorkers Minute. Um, so, for it, if we're talking just sincerity, I give them a one, yes. For this scale, four. A four? I thought you were going to say a two or a three. Yeah, I was almost three and a half. Wow. I, I mean, for all the reasons I just said. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know how ready they are for a restaurant. See... I'm like learning about how to manifest what I want in the <laughs> universe. And what I want is for them to succeed wildly. And I am manifesting it for me, for them, for Gordy, for everyone. I manifest it. I manifest it. Bankruptcy. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh -huh, so that's uh -huh. what I'm manifesting. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm gonna just fucking believe. Uh huh. It's like the end of a, a Christian movie, you know. <laughs> God is not dead, you know. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why the hell not? <laughs> we need a win today. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen out there in podcast land, I need to take you behind the curtain slightly. <laughs> uh, today, today, just today, we finished recording our two episodes of Go Hell's podcast. We watched the previous episode of Kitchen Nightmares, the one with Tess. May she please be single by now. We did the recording for that subsequent Hell's podcast and went through that trauma of, of, of talking about her, her situation. We watched this episode of Kitchen Nightmares and now we're recording this episode of Hell's podcast. We are two and a half deep on HP right now, <laughs> as Christine calls it. That's Hell's Podcast. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think we may have lost her, folks. <laughs> I just, I, I just, it's, they're a one. It's a one for it's me, one. dog. All right. It's I, a one for me, dog. Yeah. It's a one. <laughs> The whole world is their oyster, and we're gonna when we read about them, it's gonna be like everything was perfect. They didn't even make oysters. <laughs> they do now. They know how to make everything now. <laughs> Gordon fixed it. Gordon fixed it. If I can't believe in this episode, then there's no episode I can. This is the most feel good episode ever. So clap your hands and believe in Scotsman. <laughs> Scotsman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I I don't want to take that that from you. Thank you. So we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. If anyone out there has opinions, hellspodcast.pts at gmail.com. Yeah, if you agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't, I guess we don't want to hear about yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Um... <laughs> uh, what's next? Kavrash, what do you got? Good evening, dear, respect to lovely evening, my dear. I know this man, my friend, his name's Inspector Javert. Said I believe a word he says, cause none of it's true. This only goes to show what little people can do. Peasant revolt. Peasant revolt. <laughs>
Uh, uh. Garage scale peasant revolt. One is this is the greatest place to work ever. You should stay forever. Ten is the peasants should revolt and overthrow the tyrants. Yeah. Where are we, Christine? I hadn't thought about that one. Um, <laughs> I'm. I think I'll say a two. Okay, why a two? Because it's pretty great. Um, I'm at a one. When did you stop believing in them? Well. How did we get from five seconds ago where you believed in them and now you don't? Well, I was like, if I I say a one on this one, is it going to just, am I just like saying ones for fun? Like, I mean, like I did think one, but I was like, oh, is that too extreme? So basically, you made me doubt myself, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Um, come, come, the water's fine. Join, <laughs> join me on one. Okay, I'll join you on one. Yay! Yay, one! No, I would love to work for these it's two. It's such a fun place. I would love to apply as a shift lead. Oh, my God, yeah. And be like, let me help. Yeah, and you'd be amazing. Oh, thanks. I would, too. I could do it, too. Let's both do it. Let's both do it. Okay, great. Yeah, we'd uh, be good at that. Yeah, I'll run the catering, and you do, do, you do, uh, you're do. you a hostess. I'll be a hostess. Yeah. Exactly. I like hosting. Yeah. <laughs> um, And we'll do trivia on the weekends. Oh, that sounds great. Uh, Let's just do a podcast. It's easier. Yeah, we'll just stay here and do a podcast instead. Okay. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah, one. Yeah, this place is fun. <laughs> And it's so, like, yeah, it's so warm, and, like, they have great energy. Yeah, but not too warm, because the air conditioning works now. <laughs> Yay! Thank God! <laughs> All right, should we see what happened afterwards? Yeah, I don't think generational trauma applies, so... Well, I don't know. Mama's picture's on the wall. Yeah. I don't think there was any trauma. I feel like they had very a very good, supportive relationship with their mom. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, he said she would slap him. <laughs> So, okay, let's do it. No, we no. don't have to. It's fine. All right. Okay. So, afterwards, uh, they didn't really have anything on realitytvupdates.com uh, in advance that we didn't already know. Um, but I'm looking at the aftermath. The Cantito, El Cantito restaurant episode aired on TV. They hosted a watch party for the episode. They actually made a real event and charged $60 per person for tickets. Oh, damn. Uh, but was it Demimo or someone else did 50? So, yeah, I think it was Demimo. I mean, if that comes with like, you know, food and bingo cards open or whatever. Bar yeah, and, yeah, totally. Ticket price included appetizers and small bites from 6 to 7.30, a cocktail social from 7 to 9, including watching the episode, ended with a final toast after the episode aired. Overall, $60 for unlimited small bites and unlimited cocktails seems like a solid deal for New York City. Totally. Yeah. I would definitely go to that. Yeah. With that being said, they haven't stuck completely with the menu changes. Julio said that they have added back some menu items and scaled it up a bit in size from the El Cantito Cafe menu that Gordon Ramsay put in place. Other than that, they seem to be largely sticking with the changes. Let's talk about the most important question. Is El Cantito still open? As of 2023, El Cantito is still open and serving customers in Yonkers. In general, customers seem to be very happy with the food and service at the restaurant. Below, I'll share some real examples of El Cantito reviews from from after Ramsey's visit. Can't talk. From after Gordon Ramsey's visit. While the restaurant doesn't have its own website and doesn't seem to be very active on Facebook, they do have an Insta page with a lot more content. Instagram page is where I found the Kitchen Nightmares watch party. In addition to the restaurant... 
El Cantito Cafe also offers catering services for weddings, corporate events, birthdays, and more. Nice. So they've got a nice flyer here. Private parties, weddings, birthdays, lunches, corporate, holiday dinners. They advertise the service on their Instagram page. Here's what it looks like in the street view. Oh, so yeah, we were talking about what it looks like. So yeah, it's in the middle of a actually relatively small strip mall that has, well, it has about 10 storefronts, but they all look pretty small. Huh. But maybe that's just the way things are in New York. I don't know. Maybe. So this is like, descri- Yonkers is described as like a suburb of New York City. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's like dead in the middle of this. Isn't Yonkers where Hello Dolly is? I believe that's right. I was thinking yeah. that too. Reviews. In general, they seem to be very positive. On Yelp, it has an overall four-star rating on 87 plus reviews, which includes reviews from both before and after the visit. On Google, 4.4 on over, on over 330 reviews, again, from both before and after the visit. Most are positive, though there's some negative mixed in. People seem to praise the quality and authentic nature of the food. Service at El Cantito also seems to get a lot of positive comments. Many of the negative reviews that I saw seem to focus on issues with small portion sizes and feeling like they didn't get good value because of the high price. This is definitely the most consistent complaint, as I found it mentioned across several reviews. Some people also complain that El Cantito seems to automatically apply a 20% tip slash service charge. Um, And this is, uh, again, the article continuing. That one I kind of agree with. If tipping 20% is mandatory, just build it into the price of the food. Oh, so the the writer of this article is agreeing with the the people who are criticizing it. Okay. I I mean... You know, at first it's like, oh, okay, that seems kind of steep. But then, like, you think about it, like, I always tip, like, 25 to 30% more if it's, like, amazing. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I mean, at this point, you should already be tipping at least 20%. So it shouldn't be that big. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, I was reading recently that a lot of people just don't. And maybe maybe that's a newer thing or not. But I just thought it was everyone did, you know. That's uh, I, we're fairly generous tippers, so maybe we're more than most, but still. I, I thought people of our generation were more aware of how hard it is to be in a service yeah. industry, so we all tipped like that. Yeah. So And I know like, there's a lot of places to go. If you have a party of eight or more, then they'll, 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 yeah. they'll, they'll do that. Um, but, yeah, I don't, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Continuing, there are a few complaints about food quality, but most people seem to still like the taste. Even the negative reviews seem to still also be complimentary of service at the restaurant. Here's a sampling of a few positive and negative El Cantito reviews to give you an idea of real customers' experiences at the El Cantito restaurant. Four Star Yelp, September 2023. So happy that this restaurant opened up in Yonkers. The food is amazing and fresh. Authentic Puerto Rican food that reminded me of my grandparents. The service was absolutely amazing. I highly recommend this restaurant. If you love Puerto Rican food, my family and I loved it. Five Star Google, October 2023. Today I had the opportunity to visit El Cantito Cafe. Talk about excellent customer service and authentic Puerto Rican food. The food took me back to, uh, to Island and into my abuela's kitchen. I have not had such great native Puerto Rican food in a restaurant in at least 16 years, which is how long I have been living in Yonkers. Congrats, El Cantito Cafe, for bringing a little bit of Puerto Rico into Yonkers. Four-star Yelp, August 2023. Pros, ambiance, small but nice, cozy. 
service. Debbie, overall very welcoming and friendly. A nice old school family feel. Food, tasty. We had the pork chops, chicken stew, and perennial empanadas were good too. Cons, small portions and price way too high for what mm. you get. Our suggestion, go to an $18 price point per meal for the amount you serve. And we would definitely come back and probably more often, as I'm sure many people would agree. We want to see you make it. When are we going to make it? <laughs> Company. Um, yeah. Here's a, I know you know. I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Christine. Here's a screenshot of a very long positive review from September 2023. A must visit gem in New York. Whenever I visit New York, there's one place that's an absolute must on my list. El Cantito Cafe, the quintessential Puerto Rican restaurant. Let me tell you, this place never disappoints. Um. We've... I've had the pleasure of dining at El Cantito numerous times, and every visit is a culinary adventure that I look forward to. The menu is a treasure trove of Puerto Rican flavors and traditions, and I can proudly say that I've sampled most of their dishes. To my delight, I've never left this establishment with anything less than a full belly and a satisfied palate. From the moment you walk in, you're greeted with a warm and inviting atmosphere that's a perfect reflection of Puerto Rican hospitality. The vibrant decor and the welcoming smile, smiles of the staff set the tone for an unforgettable dining experience. Now let's talk about the food. The authentic authenticity and flavor that El Cantito brings to each dish are second to none. Whether it's the tender pernil, the flavorful arroz con gandules, or the mouthwatering trifongo, I could keep going, LOL. I've dined for brunch, lunch, and dinner. Every dish is a masterpiece. The rich flavors are a testament to the care and passion that goes into their cooking. And let's not forget about the service. It's nothing short of amazing. The staff at El Cantito Cafe go above and beyond to ensure that your dining experience is nothing less than exceptional. They are attentive, ready with recommendations to suit your tastes. It's a place that keeps me coming back time and time again. If you're a fan of Puerto Rican cuisine or simply looking for an unforgettable dining experience, don't miss the opportunity to savor the flavors of El Cantito Cafe. It's a culinary journey that I wholeheartedly recommend to anyone visiting the area. If I lived in New York, I'd be a regular here. You won't be disappointed. Food, five out of five. Service, five out of five. Atmosphere, five out of five. Recommended dishes, beef steak, Encebollado, skirt steak, tostones, fried plantains, sweet plantains, arroz con gandules. That was that was awesome. Yeah. That had intensity. Yeah. Yeah. I had to bring it. I had to. I, you really brought it. I had to make sure that they're you know what they were what they were feeling was conveyed. I was gonna cut all the review parts, but I'm gonna have to keep that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Two star Google. Oh no! From September twenty twenty three. Oh no! Okay, equal intensity. Food portions are small and overpriced. <laughs> the pollo guisado was bland and did not taste fresh. The ceviche was okay, but definitely not worth the sixteen dollar price tag. Service was very good. However, for any size party, there's a tw mandatory 20% tip, and then they ask for an additional tip on top of that. <laughs> Rice and beans were well seasoned, and the cocktails were also very good. <laughs> That's that. Nice. One star Yelp. Oh, no. September 2023. Oh, no. Price is too high for the amount of food served. <laughs> 
Love Puerto Rican food, but too expensive for the amount of food on plate and also too oily. Wow. Okay. One star Google. Oh, no. August 2023. One star on Google is even worse. Food was extremely oily. Aww. Definitely not even close to authentic. Portions are absolutely tiny for the price attached to them. Most Latin restaurants give you more food as a single order than this spot's meal for two. Very bland and lackluster food. Huge disappointment and mandatory 20% gratuity automatically added. The service was decent, so I didn't mind that, but everything else was not good. So oil is still a problem. But look at how many people love it. <laughs> You're just deep in your, your one rating, aren't you? What? Yeah. Okay. Finally, here's a screenshot of a very long negative review from August 2023. You might want to plug your ears for this. Okay. This is Adam from the Bronx wrote this. He's still Adam from the Bronx. <laughs> August 10, 2023, one star. First time in this establishment. Small, cute looking place. Music playing. Good vibe. That's where the good ends. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listeners, you're missing out on so much by not getting to see Nick's face while he does this. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> Just imagine Jim Carrey's mask, and that's probably it. <laughs> Sat down, ordered drinks, which were okay. No complaints there. Ordered a few appetizers. When they came out, everything was extremely oily. Time out. Okay. Can we accept now... That I don't think he's fixed his oily problems. That's racist. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> My great grand abuelito, abuelito is Puerto Rican, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So I wonder if he did teach them fire techniques or if they've just gotten Maybe lazy not. about it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But it's clearly still an issue. But... Everything else, good. Back into the review. I get that it's fried food, but it literally tasted like it just sat in oil. Both chicken and beef empanadas were tiny and oily, not great. The alcapurias were absolutely fried to death and oily as can possibly be, really not good. On to the entrees. Our table ordered a pollo for two. That means chicken. Which what was is a... two? <laughs> Dose. Got it. Which was a whole rotisserie chicken, which came with an avocado salad and tostones. The chicken was actually not bad. The tostones were extremely bland, and the avocado salad was tiny, like half an avocado at best. Don't forget, this is a meal for two. But the pernil meal for two is all absolutely tiny. In most Latin restaurants, the dish of pernil for one is probably twice the size of this pernil for two. The maduros were not sweet. They were basically unmashed, bland tostones. The rice for two, again, was less than what a dish for one is in most Latin restaurants. Absolutely tiny dishes for the prices they charge. Meals are actually very overpriced for what you get. Automatic 20% gratuity added. Don't mind because the waiter was nice and had nothing to do with the lackluster food. Don't waste your time or money. I hate to say it, but if you bought frozen Goya meals in the supermarket and heated them up, they would honestly be better than this meal was. But Goya supports Trump, so yeah. don't eat Goya. Don't eat That's Goya. That's my own yeah. thing. 
The one star is for the server who was good because it was for just the food. It would be zero stars. Don't say I didn't warn you. Much better Latin choices to pick from. So there you go. We've lost Christine, everybody. Daybreak. She, she's uh she's she's in what we like to call her fudgums. <laughs> That's uh it, it's a mystical, magical yeah. land that few have returned from. And you know what? As we record this, it's it's Thanksgiving evening. I don't need to pull her out of this. I'll, I might have to finish this up myself. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so still open. Uh, if anyone's been there or wants to stop by there, wants to tell us about it, I'd love to hear about it. This is Nick talking, not through you. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, again, we love them, especially Christine. She's loves them so much. She's gone into a fugue state over them. <laughs> uh, and I love them too. I think they're wonderful people. I hope they do well. I hope they learn how to drain their, uh, fried foods after frying them so that the, the grease strips off of it. Um, uh, so yeah, you're supposed to let it rest, right? Like on a, on a grated thing. Oh, you're... <laughs> <laughs> well she's gone uh so i'll take us out but uh, uh on behalf of christine myself thank you once again for joining us good best of luck <laughs> best of luck to debbie and julio uh and thank you so much as always for joining us on this episode you better listen to the next episode or you're gonna go to hell This has been a Power Team Studios production.